Hello and welcome to the podcast Two Sweary Dads. I'm your co-host Trevor Scott. And I'm your co-co-host Ben Slinger. Uh, this podcast is mainly about parenting, technology, anything that we, we sort of like. Um, yep, and just sort of just a way for us to catch up as well because, you know, we've been friends for a long time but we've both got kids and it's hard to find the time to chat these days, you know, and Yeah. I mean I, I find it kind of a little bit easier than, than Ben, given that I've only got the, the one kid and the lovely wife. That's um, it. Well why don't we introduce ourselves a bit and so tell us tell us about your kid. Yes, so I'm Trevor Scott. I'm thirty six years old. I've been married since two thousand eight. And I have a three year old son, James. And he's a pretty fun little kid. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> awesome. He's talking and running around and being silly all the time. And, uh, yeah, I'm Ben Slinger. I'm 35. And uh, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son, Tazrin, and two... Well, obviously, I'll, it's, this is going to be redundant. Two nine-month-old twins. <laughs> twin girls. Uh, nine-month-old Imogen and Arden. And, uh, and yeah, I have a lovely wife, too. So, we should probably mention, we've known each other since high school, so this is a, you know, fairly long-running relationship thus far. Yeah, and, I mean, I think we're, we're closer than friends because, I mean, we've been in bands together. Um, uh, that's it. I mean... The, Bandmates <laughs> are closer than friends. Bandmates is, you know, we're pretty much family. Um, we, yeah. we know we know for a fact that our, our kids are going to grow up calling... calling you know, it'll be Uncle Ben and it'll be probably Uncle Trevor from That's the other it. side. Uncle Ben, Uncle Trevor, yeah. Creepy Uncle Trevor. Yep, and creepy Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to be the creepy uncle. Oh, of course. If, if, you, if you're not being creepy, then, you know, what's the fucking point? How else are you going to teach the kids how to swear and drink and be inappropriate? And, and then walk away and just let the other one deal with it. That's it. So on on swearing, maybe we should discuss the title of our podcast. Yeah, so we should. Uh, I I, th- I think a few people will be wondering, you know, sweary dads. That's not exactly a, a good thing to be to be, you know, putting out there. But I I think Ben would agree. We don't swear at our kids. No, exactly. It's it's more of just uh, it's more of that stereotype of the just you know a little bit crass, a little. Throw a throw a fuck or a shit in there, you know. We don't swear at the kids, but we, you know, we might swear around them, and sometimes we'll swear about them. But we tr- we try to hold it back when we're when we're around the kids, though. So, if eh, we we don't in the, we don't in this house. No, seriously, like, <laughs> my wife and I. Uh, yeah, we we pretty much just let it fly, and you know what? He doesn't. Uh, like Taz is talking up a storm these days, two and a half. But uh, he doesn't pick up on. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to. And I think it's part of, you know, just because we sort of do use it so casually. And you, and you don't. And it's never. And it's never about people. It's not like ah, oh, this fuckhead or this fucking asshole or whatever. Well, unless we're talking about the prime minister. Well, we'll uh, get to that very soon. <laughs> steer, steer away from politics for now. But uh, but yeah, we just you know we do swear casually. 
And uh, I think because it just sort of works its way into normal conversation, he doesn't even treat it as as anything different. Yeah. He doesn't think it's it's fun to say or whatever, which he's wrong about. It's incredibly fun to say fuck. Yeah, definitely. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is my wife really doesn't like swearing whatsoever, so it's mm. sort of like, I'll say, oh, fuck, and she'll go, I don't like that word, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vicious cycle. Yeah, I should have said fuck, I fucking said shit, and the like. <laughs> yes. So I suppose, um, I suppose we should mention that we're... We're two Australians. Mm-hmm. You spent a little bit of time I've, overseas. That's it. I was. Uh, I lived in Canada for six years. Uh, four, five, four, five, five years in Vancouver, and uh, a year in Ottawa, uh, which is where I met my lovely wife in in Vancouver. But she was from Ottawa, which is why we moved there for a year. And all three of our kids were born there. And now you've moved back to sunny Melbourne. I, I say it, sunny yeah, because it's sunny. so not sunny ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's uh, She's been a little bit disappointed. You know, it's funny. In Canada, they just expect Australia to... The stereotype is Australia is sunny all the time, but uh, yeah, well, Melbourne, that's not so much. so-called real Australia around, you know, Brisbane, Sydney... Yeah, down here in the arse end of Victoria. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we grew up around this area. I bought in the same suburb that I grew up in. so I And as did I. So. <laughs> I, really, I really flew the nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm walking distance to my parents' house. Uh, but, you know, I get along well with my parents. It's very handy having grandparents to... Uh, look after the kids, which we've started to do more and more now that they're growing a bit older. Yes, I saw, I saw that you went out to Matilda, just the two of you, the other day. That's it. It was very, very good. If the tickets weren't so damned expensive, I would probably go again. Yeah. I'd certainly enjoy I'd enjoy going to a show every now and again. We're, we're looking at buying tickets to Book of Mormon for next year. Yeah, we bought tickets for that too. I think we're going in uh, January or February. In fact, everybody's going. My parents are going. All my siblings are going. Nice. Which, which my wife, uh, we should decide whether we're going to just keep saying my wife or bring their names into it. I guess we'll have to ask them. We'll just keep going with my wife. And my, wife. Um, my wife. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> God. <laughs> how fucking, how, when did Borat come out? Like, how is that? I guess Part it's of vernacular. Of that, yeah, just has worked its way into the... Into the pop, you know, into, into the culture. Okay, we did kind of promise each other that we wouldn't do too many pop culture references, but I just couldn't resist. Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty hard to resist a Borat impression when my wife comes up. <laughs> Mine's terrible. Yours is better. Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah, my wife realized that uh, we booked tickets for everyone, including all of our babysitters. So we're gonna to have to figure out what the hell to do. But anyway, we'll figure. It out. We'll, we'll deal with that when it comes to. You've got a year, so well, basically short of, but yeah, eight eight months or something. You know, they'll be a year and a half by then, so they'll be a bit easier to to deal with, hopefully. So what what do you what do you actually do for a job, Ben? That's what everyone's what asking. What do I do for a job? Oh, of course, I'm seeing Twitter light up. 
because you know this is going out live, of course. Live um, to two people, <laughs> me and you. Live <laughs> on Tuesday night to Twitter. Um, so uh, I won't go into too much detail because it's not all that interesting. But I'm a web programmer. I work for my dad's company, and my main job is uh, that I'm the lead developer on a software as a service used for shipping automation. And that is as far as I'll go into detail yeah. on that. And how about yourself? I'm in the same vein of work. I'm a senior test analyst at a at a rather big Australian uh, consultancy. And that's about as far as I need to go into there. Um, <laughs> I should state that while I am the lead developer, I'm also the only developer. <laughs> that's so a very easy way of getting can... lead developer. That's it. I can I can call myself whatever the hell I want. Senior, best, bestest, most amazing developer at this company. That is on my business card. <sighs> oh, I suppose I should also mention that I also have a second job. I I teach ballroom dancing, which you know is is kind of weird given the sort of music that we're that we're actually into. Um, I play the bass in a heavy so far. metal band. <laughs> so I, I listen to heavy metal. I play bass in a heavy metal band and I teach ballroom dancing. Well, so. yeah. I was, I was going to say, so far, you know, based on the title of the podcast, you'd think maybe we're the sort of traditional Aussie dad swearing up a storm, blah, blah, blah. But so far, we've talked about both musical theatre and ballroom dancing. So, you know, that, that, that just shows a little bit that we're... We're not quite the stereotype. Um, how long have you been doing ballroom dancing for now, Trevor? Uh, we actually started in 2008. Um, of course, for your, for for the your wedding, wedding, am I yes. right? Of which Ben was one of my groomsmen. So That was one of the best weddings I've been to. Yeah, except for the fact that everyone got sick just afterwards. And it was a something that sort of sort of happened, and my uncle never lets was, lets me live it down. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was after. That was well after. That was like two days after. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a live band, and everyone stay. everyone just really enjoyed it. But yeah, that was that was a good time. Much different, much more different time. Given that we had no kids, you had a, you I, had a different. I had wife. a different different wife. <laughs> Different wife, yeah. That's kind of kind of feels like a previous life, you know. Moved moved to Canada with one wife, came back with another. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all all for the best, obviously. Well, much much happier in this relationship. And you have kids, kids, which is exactly. something that was never going to happen in the other in the other relationship. Uh, that wasn't mm. wasn't really on the cards. And you know, at the time, I was okay with that, or I thought. I told myself I was okay with it. I don't know. It's hard to look back and actually know my state of mind. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that I have kids and that I am with my current wife. And hopefully only wife from now on. From now on. Yeah, well, hopefully. Th- be... Things become a lot harder when you have kids. <laughs> you mean divorces? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we we communicate very yeah. well. We won't be uh, we won't be staying together just for the kids, obviously. No. But uh, if if things were to go awry, we would do what we could to make it work. 
So now that we've talked a little bit about about our hobbies, Ben, I, be- I believe one of your hobbies, because we were in a band together, is now the drums, which is a, a bit of a surprise to me. Given that Does it count as a hobby when you haven't managed to do it in over two years? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you, I know I'm that you want to start up a start up another another music project. I th- this was in my so when I, when when we were planning on moving back because we were we were living in Ottawa for a while uh, as we waited for my wife's visa to come through, and in those final few months when we knew that we'd probably be coming back at the end of next last at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, I, I had grand plans because I'd missed all you guys, everybody, all my, all my Melbourne bros. Mm. You know, we, we used to do things together. As you said, we were in a band together, Cora Dust. Yes. Um, uh, of which you can hear one of our tracks at the very, very top of the, top of the show. That's it. Uh, and I had grand plans and yeah, one of those was that I would have liked to, to have started a new music project. Um, having said that, I have not managed to set my drums up yet, and I've we've been here for nearly six months. Yeah, well, uh, then again, in that list was also start a podcast with Trevor. That's true. And that's that six months later, we we're actually starting it. So, so you know, product- we get productivity. To- yeah, and actually, this last weekend, I finally cleared out of nearly enough space in the spare room to set up my drums, um, but didn't actually get to setting them up. Uh, I should, I guess, we'll mention that. Um, yes, my one of my hobbies is the drums now. But considering I was the singer in our band and have taken singing lessons and have mostly been a singer when it comes to music, um, I guess the drums is a bit of a shift. A mm, little bit. I suppose you could fill Collins it up. That that'll look quite fun. <laughs> <That's> t- <laughs> it's true. It's true. Singing and drumming will be a bit tricky if that's what it comes down to. Um, but, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I always enjoyed singing, but, uh, kind of never felt like I, definitely never felt like I mastered it. You know, I felt like I got pretty good, but it was never, it was never super comfortable to just belt something out. You know, I, it took a lot of practice and a lot of, uh, rehearsal to, to really get the sound that I wanted. And not that I'm very good at drums yet, but I just, I feel like there's a bit more of a, the ability to just practice it and get good at it, and there's sort of more of a direct connection there, you know, yeah. between between me and the the rhythm that comes out. And you're able to just jam it out in a band situation. That's it, and 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 rhythm, even with singing, like rhythm has always been kind of running. I feel like it's running through my blood a little bit. It just it, it all comes down to the beat and the rhythm. So, um, yeah. I remember, <laughs> so just speaking of rhythm, rhythm in the blood, I remember, I think it was year nine health class or SOS class, which is, what did SOS stand for? Oh, some bullshit, social, social education bullshit. Anyway, the teacher who, maybe they were a substitute. Obviously, they didn't have a class plan. Or maybe we were all doing something else, but they had everybody, they had people one at a time come up to the front of the class and he'd start a stopwatch and each person had to tell him when they thought 
minute exactly had passed. Were you in this class? I don't. You maybe. I think I remember you telling me about it because I don't actually remember the class as it as I it were, but I could imagine name. just how how shitty this class would actually be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my point is, I was the closest. I won. So rhythm. I think the prize was a chopper chop. What a shitty prize. <laughs> 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 I don't know, year nine, Chopper Chop was pretty, Chopper Chop out of nowhere was pretty good. Mm. I don't think I was too upset. Yep, a 20 cent lollipop. Oh yeah. Great fucking price. 20 cents. <laughs> the amount of times Nowadays I, it'd be about a fucking dollar, but... Yeah. The amount of times I begged uh, friends for money so I could go to the canteen and buy 20 cent lollies, like, it was a big deal. It's a big deal to get a chopper chop. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the thing that all parents have to deal with. Sleep deprivation. Poop. Oh, yeah. That too. Uh, yeah. This is this is a sore topic for me, or it's just a re- very relevant topic for me at the moment. Um, so, tell me. So, you... Uh, you have the older child. Yes, I have the three-year-old. So, you... You have more experience um, overall in parenting than I do. From a perfect, from a purely, from a purely solo child elapsed, perspective, yes. Elapsed, elapsed time perspective. <laughs> um, in actuality, I think you've got the you've got the harder deal. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. I guess if you add it all up, I've had more like child time because what eighteen months of twins? If you because they're Two of them, nine months, two and a half. Yeah, yeah you know, that works. About four years. We need a little bit more. Anyway, concisely, what has your experience and strategy been around sleep? So we were we were kind of lucky. Um, James was born in November of 2012, and by the end of January 2013, he was sleeping all the way through the night. So I'm one of those. Uh... <laughs> You. Yes, I'm one of those bastards that had a perfect child until we moved in into a toddler bed and he decided to get up every single night. So that was kind of coming to kick our kick our ass and we weren't ready for him to come in and and move into Interrupt. move into our room on a nightly basis. Yeah. Um I, I suppose so you we should actually talk about room. you know kids sleeping arrangements because we've got very different different opinions on this, which is why we say, you know, it doesn't matter which way you actually choose to go. It, yeah, whatever works it. Like, for you. Being parents, like being a parent, okay, before you're a parent, it's so easy to like sit there and judge every parent for what oh, they definitely. do because everyone does the reading. Everybody says, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, and, you know, some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you're trying to raise your kid, you do your best, you treat them with respect, you know, obviously. Obviously, we, we're, we're allowed to judge people who beat the shit out of their kids and, and, and verbally abuse them. That's a different thing. But yeah, things like sleeping arrangements, things like, you know, diet, things like whatever. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of just have to do, you know, do what works, do your own thing. Exactly. So, yeah. So, 
we do have different we do have different uh, perspectives on this. Night one, I'll quickly walk you through this. Night one, James, we had um we had a portico set up in our room, um that was set up in like bassinet mode. Every single time that we get him to sleep in our arms, we go to put him down, and he'd wake up instantly. We were going for about three, four hours at this stage, going, oh my god, we need some sleep. So we decided to stuff it. I'm going to quickly set up our video monitor in his own room, chuck him in his in his own cot, and he stayed asleep for the for the next, like, three or four hours, and it was like, it was the Jeez. best best three or four hours sleep I've ever had. <laughs> That's pretty crazy for a newborn. Like, generally... Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a good period of sleep. Of course, we cut. We, I don't think we, we cut to night two, and it was straight. seven hours straight of no sleep. So, you know, yeah. we we thought that we were onto a winning formula. It turns out that no, we weren't. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there. Like in the first few weeks, there are no formulas. It's just whatever works. Survival <laughs> mo- survival mode. You know, keep this keep this wriggling thing alive. Yeah. And uh, try and try to stay sane. And you know, re- resist the urge to to hurl them across the room. I'm sure that that came across my mind yeah. numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it comes across your mind. It's okay to think it. Just don't act on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it shouldn't need to be said, but it does need to be said because sometimes it happens. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, sleep deprivation, man. Before having kids, I would have thought that I was pretty in control of my emotions most of the time. You know, I'm generally a fairly calm person. I'm not quick to anger. I don't raise my voice often unless I'm, you know, a little bit drunk and ranting about something. Oh, we've had numerous um, times <laughs> where that's where that's happened on our on our Weekends away with the boys. Oh, yeah. You're very, you're familiar, you're familiar with with the drunken rants, but you know that's a bit different. <laughs> um, but holy shit, sleep deprivation through that all out the window. Like if I haven't had sleep or I've just been woken up at the wrong time, and like I'd been a bit of an insomniac before uh, before we had kids. I knew how frustrating it could be to not be able to sleep. But when you don't have kids and you can't sleep, like I just get up. Be like whatever. I'll get up. I'll play some video games. I'll do some work. You'll watch a movie. Like, read a book. You'll do something. <laughs> whatever. But when you've got a kid and they're waking you up, like you have to be on. You have to be dealing with them, and it's so out of your control. Um, and your emotions are already so heightened because you've got that lack of sleep. You know, you you're kind of not thinking straight. I uh, it, it was a whole different side to me and. It scares me sometimes, like it, it, because it, it, it was that it was that. Holy shit! Like I feel like just, you know, shaking this child, and of course, like they say, you'll feel that, and you know, and and that's why they have those campaigns because you need you need to sort of have it in the back of your mind, obviously, that okay, don't shake the child. Mm. And I was never actually close to shaking the child, but um, you can see where it comes from. You can feel it. Oh, definitely. One thing that I found after a week is 
I just wanted to go over to my parents and just thank them for everything they did for us because, <laughs> like, they didn't shake us and kill us, but also, like, the amount of stuff that they must have gone through and oh, to still love us today, we know that we can get through it because we see them today. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Jesus, my, my parents are foster parents and, you know, they've had young kids in the house for, well, 35 years. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so you managed to... We managed to get sleep rather quickly, whereas... Yeah, so he's in his own he's room. He's in his own room, has been since 9-1. Went, right. went against our, our original plan of, oh, he'll be in our room for about a month or two. And, mm. yeah, we just... We wanted some sleep that first night. Whereas your situation whereas, is a little bit different. Whereas Taz, <laughs> Taz is two and a half and still in our room. Um, and, you know, that's my choice. Um, yeah, we sort of, we are to a fairly large degree what you would call attachment parents. Shying away from all the anti-science bullshit and more... You know, and, and there's evidence, but like, it's not like it's a super well-studied thing. It's not like there is hard scientific evidence for attachment parenting, but there is a lot of definitely anti-science stuff associated with attachment parenting. And that's what we, you know, obviously try to stay away from. We're very evidence-based for the most part, but a lot of it just comes from, yeah, we, we want to, like, it's, it's just, it's around the idea of creating strong attachments by having them close and this and that. And you know, of course, not that you don't have a strong attachment to a child. Um, no, but I, it's, I it's more. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I it's absolutely more love James. A, so of it's it's just so you know our our parenting yeah. style was was no. It's just a different parenting style, and, and attachment parenting is yeah. It's more just around specific, uh, I guess, philosophies around that, and and part of that is having them in the same room. Um, and the same bed at times, you know, Taz slept in our bed um, for, for a long while. And, you know, being evidence-based, we, we went into that absolutely planning not, like, to not let him sleep in the bed because we know that it is, you know, there is high risk of SIDS and suffocation. <clears throat> but, um, but like we said, you sort of, you do what you can to survive, you know. And also uh, do what you can to get through the night. That's it to get through the night. Um, so you know he's in his own bed now, obviously, but it's it's sidecarred onto our bed, and he climbs into our bed, you know, next to Erica at whatever time, four in the morning, and goes back to sleep. Um, and uh, yeah, and with the girls, we were doing a similar thing. We were co-sleeping with them for a while. We've just just this past week, and this is why this topic is very relevant to me. <laughs> Um, started sleep training them. Um, so, you know, where Erica and I aren't sleeping in the same bed at the moment. We've got the spare room set up with one cot in it. We've got our bedroom set up with one cot mm-hmm. in it. And we put the girls down in each, in each one and we sleep next to them. Um, the first week went really well. Surprisingly well. We're doing what's called camping out. Yep. Which is where you put them you put them down to sleep, you put them down awake, um, but you sit with them until they go to sleep. Um, and sort of 
slowly work towards being able to just put them down and leave them. Um, and they're actually really good at that. They're going down most nights really well. Like they'll just fall asleep in five minutes, which is great because it used to take, you know, half an hour of us sitting there feeding a bottle. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and like night six or something, they both slept through the night. Fantastic. So I was like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. What the hell is this? This is, this is cheating. I was like, this is a cheat code. What have we done to them? Like, we're somehow, like, depressing part of their brain or something somehow that's that's just making them sleep because it was too incongruous, you know? Hmm. Um, but then the past few days, they've been fucking waking up at four in the morning and staying awake and screaming for an hour and a half. So You know, you know what that is? That's the developer patching the, patching the cheat code so you can't use it <laughs> That's anymore. it. Fuck. They took the exploit out. Yep. Ah, bastards. Yeah. So anyway, you, you've you've been exploiting night, it, I, and now you've been soft banned, and yeah, so now now yeah. you just got to deal with it. They've and... they've, ner- they've nerfed the uh, the sleep training exploit to yeah, um, yeah. Last night, last night I fucking like I had a mental breakdown because I don't know I'd already I'd had a shitty day because I'd had a like Taz in the morning had been. Um, just misbehaving and like he he gets a bit rough with the girls when he's in a certain mood and you just sort of can't leave him alone with them for a second or he just pushes them over or tries to pick them up and obviously he can't he's not big enough so he's just sort of dragging them by their freaking necks Um, (laughs) and anyway I'd I was changing one of the girls and he was trying to pick up the other one and so I was kind of half panicking to get her to drop him to drop her and I whacked him on the head and that's the first time I've done any sort of you know physical and it wasn't hard but it shocked him and he you know he cried a bit and and it shocked you too probably because well that's the thing and it shocked me too because I was like oh like I don't want to be yelling here I don't want to be this I don't want to be this parent and, and you know? really to know a little bit more about us we're we're not the sort that actually got into the fights we were the, we oh, were the God, sort no. that, you know would try to talk everything out and we're basically pacifists, yeah. right? Like, yeah, we're, neither of us are very violent at all or quick to anger. So yeah, like seeing this come out of me and and yeah, like it wasn't a it wasn't even an angry thing. It was it was to shock him because I wanted him to listen to me and put her down. Like he doesn't listen when he's in this mm. state. But I felt terrible, and it just it put a whole sort of bad vibe over the whole day and I was a bit depressed for the rest of the day and didn't really want to talk to anyone and and sort of went off to bed stayed up a little bit later than I should have I mean I was only up till like 11 but um and then went to bed but she fucking woke up at like quarter past 12 (laughs) and it was just you know how when you get woken up at just the exact wrong time in the sleep cycle and you not only want to, you know, put a fist through the wall, you also, you know, <laughs> want to fist, put a fist through the thing that woke you up. <laughs> through, the, through the baby. <laughs> Almost. Not quite like that, but I, like, I was swear I was a sweary dad. And I wasn't swearing at her. I was swearing around her. But I, like, at one point I definitely, like, thumped the bed and it was just like, fucking go to sleep. <laughs> um... And it, that was the point that I went and woke Erica up and I said, 
you need to take her because I'm not a fit parent right now. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a, a couple of those sort of things where you've just got so angry at the situation, not at not at them, but just at the Well, fact that's that- it. Like, I wasn't angry at her, of course. Like, she's nine months old. She can't help it. She's waking up, but she wouldn't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. I sang at her for 45 minutes, you know. And you can sing, you know. as we've aforementioned. That's it. I I sing a mean rockabye baby, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, she just... And, she, and and she'd settle for a bit and then wake up again and scream. And Anyway. It was pretty terrible. It was a bad night. So I'm hoping tonight will be better. I'm hoping so too, for your sake, for your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, last night was a little bit better because you've been in a pretty good mood today. Well, no, this, this was, was last night. night. Okay, <laughs> but yes, I have been in a better mood today, Erica, because I, I got some, I got a bit of sleep then. Um, and uh, yeah, like today just went better. Like you know, depression is a is a terrible thing. You sort of got no control over it while it happens. I don't know if you've sort of suffered from any short or long term depression yourself, really. Um, you know, most parents get it occasionally, um, but yeah, it's. You know, sometimes it's just, it just does feel like a bad mood, but yesterday it was definitely a form of depression because I just, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much gone today and that's, that's good. I am in a better mood. Yeah, that's good. Well, I know that you were in a pretty good mood when I, when I started talking about the podcast earlier today because that's right, we only decided to start recording this today around one thirty two o'clock this afternoon. Well it's funny, I've got a um I've got an email in my starred emails in uh in in Gmail. Ideas for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's from the seventeenth of October twenty fifteen. That's when we started seriously talking about That's it. That's when we started seriously talking about it. We actually, you know, started not so seriously talking about it about a year before that. <laughs> well, that's true. And then we started not so seriously talking about it again this afternoon and then went, hey, well, maybe we'll do it tonight. Yeah. And, and here we are. And we're not actually in the same room. We're, we're recording this over Skype. So Ben's at home. That's it. I mean, that that's and that's part of why it took us this long because our original vision was to be doing it in the same room and, you know, have a beer or two and kind of sit down and talk to each other. But... You know, as anybody out there with kids knows, it, particularly young kids, like, you just can't find the time. Um, you know, which leads us, ho-ho, segue, into one of the other topics we were going to talk about, which was just, you know, as parents, finding time to do our hobbies and and uh, and, and other other things. Like, for say, when, when during the week, I teach of a, of a weeknight... Um, teach dancing, and I'm very lucky. I've got a very loving wife. She um she allows for me to to go down to the studio. Well, at the moment, I'm going down about three to four nights a week. So, you know, yeah, that's crazy. I, that's I do that busy, and then also um I occasionally have band practice on the weekend and all these sort of things. But the way I sort of the way that we sort of work it is that. You know, when usually when I'm home, I'm I'm home and it's just us. We'll we'll have family time together. So, mm. 
Um, usually on the on the weekend, we've got one day where we where we just have our time and we go out and we do do whatever. But then again, one of my other other hobbies is to play video games and even as we're both now into game development. That's it. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of. Um, I'm kind of amazed at how much you managed to get done in a week, Trevor, because like, and I mean, this is obviously because we have young kids still. You have three. Nine, I have nine, one. Nine <laughs> month, we have three and, and two of them are nine months old. So yeah, I, I don't get a lot of time, uh, particularly during the week. You know, it's, it's pretty much come home from work, start getting dinner ready, then move on to, you know, showers and getting the kids to bed. Then, you know, we do watch a bit of TV, but, it, there's also the pressure after uh, after they're in bed of all right now we got to clean the kitchen and we've got to wash nappies and because we do cloth nappies so um, you know that that's my wife's job my my job's the dishes in the kitchen you know so there's 45 minutes of an hour to that but you know by the time we're done and maybe watch something for half an hour it's fucking like 10 10 30 it's time for bed um, and separate but so no <laughs> separate beds at the moment. Uh, you know, we we managed to fit in a little something something <laughs> here and there. I wish if if, if 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 she if if she's not elbow deep in baby shit, cleaning cleaning nappies. Now don't lie, that's what it. turns you on. Oh god, well, yeah. <clears throat> it it almost has to. I'm exposed to it so much. The very least, I've, I'm inoculated to any sort of disgust around it. But oh yeah, geez. It's just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge anybody who ended up with a shit fetish after having kids. <laughs> just, just to deal with it, just to be able to have any sort of arousal when when you when your time is taking up, particularly twins. Oh yeah, twins <laughs> and a, and a separate to- toddler. Twins and a, yeah, yeah. We had three under two at one point. Like that's kind of insane. But uh, yeah, yeah, we've I've got, so I've got for, one under for four. The <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll it's getting better. It's getting better, particularly now that they're going down. Easier, you know. They usually all three kids are down by eight or eight thirty these days. As of the last ten days, or however long we've been doing the sleep training, um, so that gives us just you know that little maybe hour or so extra time in the evening, which is. Incredibly valuable. Something you don't think about before you've had kids, but um, you know, just that an hour here or there can can mean so much. Um, we probably we probably need to not be so repetitive about oh, before we had kids. But I guess I guess that's just parenting, right? Like it's all before kids and after kids. Yeah. How things change, particularly since they're you know our kids are still pretty young. Yeah, I mean. But anyway, yeah, on on finding time. To do stuff. The, the the only way that we've sort of caught up together was actually we organised a play date for for James and Taz, basically. And then That's we, we yeah. looked after the twins while your wife was off, you know, watching Netflix and TED Talks and just in another room, but oh, we gave, yeah. her, gave her, you know, a couple of hours alone. That's right. Yeah, we should do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It was good fun. Yeah, well, what was what was the the meme I saw the other day? It was it was very appropriate. Uh, you know, let's let's have your kids come over and entertain my kids so we can drink beer. 
<laughs> that should be our motto in life. I don't know. That, that should be a sign-off. That's maybe a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so game development. Um, yeah, my, my hobby time these days is pretty much maybe three hours on on a Saturday and a Sunday. That's the time that my wife sets aside. We set aside. That's my time. I can either do some game development. I can play some games. I can do whatever. But and you know, most weekends I get it. Um, and you know that that has its challenges. It's 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 hard to get the motivation. You have to be have to be a bit disciplined about it. And I haven't the past couple of weeks. Um, but at the same time, it's sort of it does give me a reason to be disciplined like that and I actually get some stuff done. So, uh, yeah, I've got this this card game for mobile devices that I'm working on and coming along and getting to a point where I can beta test it soon. So that's been pretty pretty rewarding. Yeah, and I started work on a on a interesting mobile project. I'm not going to mention too much about it. Just it's a... Um, it's, we don't want all our listeners stealing your ideas. Yes, all our zero <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but I, uh, our wives might listen. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, maybe. Nah. You'll listen, and I'll listen. So we've got two listeners. So to all our listeners out there, don't steal our idea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yours is sort of, you're still in the prototyping stage, yeah. so you're sort of just messing around with stuff. But I, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I know how to sort of do logic stuff, but because I'm not really a developer, I'm I'm sort of more on the on the tester side of things. I'm like, okay, this may be a little bit too hard for me to actually do. So I bought some, bought some tutorials and courses. That's the thing, like, there's so many resources out there now for game development and, you know, free engines and... It's with a little bit of time and effort and discipline, you can just get up to speed with some of that stuff and start understanding how it all works. It's it's pretty great. Well, what what I've been, you know, sort of, I think, a little bit crazy in deciding to do is I've I'm going to be doing you know music for it. I'm going to be doing all the models myself, all the texturing, all the all the coding, you know. Anything, everything yeah, by I, myself. That's why I stick to two D. So. And it's like, yeah, this three D thing. I got some things working and and sent it over. Oh, I was actually I was impressed by how quickly you got some stuff up and running for for not having, you know, really even messed around with with Unity before. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed, but it was more okay. I can do these sort of things, but I reckon I could do it better. So, yeah, I thought, it's hard. You got it. You almost got to particularly when you're prototyping like that, and I keep telling this to our to our other friend who's also sort of messing around with some ideas, um, but uh, you almost have to avoid the, the desire to go back and redo stuff once you... Because you're learning so much in those early days. And I'm, I'm speaking as if I've got experience. I mean, I've, I've probably got more experience than, than the two of you just because I have been messing around with game development for probably 15 years on and off. Not that I've ever finished anything, um, but I I know that when you are learning so much, you you learn these new ways to do things. You learn the better ways to do things. It's like, oh, I need to go back and redo it all. Like I know better ways to do it now. Um, and in certain cases, 
I think that is, that is something that you should do. But also, when you're really just messing with ideas and trying to get stuff work, like you should probably just be throwing stuff at it and just making it work however you know however you can, and and worry about whether you're doing it the right way later. Um, yeah, I mean, what I plan to eventually do with my prototype is to get everything sort of working, and then worry about the models that I'll be putting in later. So literally, just put in yeah. cubes and everything to support. Oh yeah. That's what you got to do, particularly when like neither of us are really artists. You know, we've I think we've both got a little bit of skill and intuition around around what looks good. Art. And yeah, what could look what good, we but, like, what know, we don't. Like. Exactly, but neither of us are trained, and 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 we, you know, it's it's an effort for both of us. I think to put anything very, very much together, very much you, like our music. We weren't trained. <laughs> well, you, you were the only one out of out of any of us who actually had any formal training. Um, Jay had some lessons when he was in high school. Yeah. Our drummer. Our drummer um, that yeah, I, we awkwardly um, sort of cut cut, cut, of cut from the band, the band so that we actually would remain remain friends with him instead of killing each other. Yeah, there was a bit of drama there. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hope, hopefully you... <laughs> You're no, okay I'm with feeling. us talking about this? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, know, I, I know that I I'm, I'm probably better friends with him now than what I have been in, in many years. We're That's it. doing yeah. some, some mixing projects for my other band, which is away from from the high school friends, yeah. which I, I yeah. met the um, the members of this band when playing for Jay's other band. So, you know... It, we obviously had no real hard feelings and we've remained friends, which is what the goal of, of the whole. That's it, yeah. You were playing with them when I came and, play- and sang for a while. We you? both started on the same day with that other band. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, this is the thing, and, and this is probably going to be a theme throughout this podcast. You have a, such a better memory for these sorts of details than I do. Yeah, oh. I just I, I have a pretty crazy memory. I'll just remember random random shit. You if do, it's, if it's important, I won't remember it. But if it's if it's random shit, then yeah, you can bet I'll remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, art. We're not neither of us are particularly good artists, but um, yeah, when you're prototyping, particularly, like you, you should just be working with cubes and circles and spheres and stuff because you know you do, you, you kind of want to get the gameplay happening. Um, you, you want to make sure that you, your idea is at least a little bit fun before you put any any sort of effort into actually making it look nice. And and the really funny thing is, like that last time that we we got together, we um we just started prototyping. Well, not even prototyping, just talking about like different game projects. And we just you know just by riffing off of one or two ideas, it's like oh that would have been good to good to do together. Oh, we've oh, got that's no time. Fun, man. I'm- <laughs> I th- I think we might make that a regular segment of the podcast. Is you know we we bring some ideas to the table and see if we can just riff off it a bit and and, and you know it, it, I think it can be a fun listen to to hear people you know come up with ideas and and have some inspiration around video games and what could be cool and what you could do with 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 an idea. So um, you know it'll be fun for us. Yeah. It- just just having a chat, I think, is is 
going to be fun. Like, being able to catch up oh, every, yeah. every week. And that is the idea, to have this as a weekly podcast. Yep, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can manage that. Um, at the very least, fortnightly. But yeah. Can probably swing, can probably swing once a week for a while. Um, yeah, that's it. And, you know, who knows whether it'll be interesting to listen to or not. But it's kind of fun. It, it, it's fun. It's fun to have the performative aspect of it, you know. And, uh, yeah. So, being the first episode of our podcast, um, you know, we, we've got a few ideas for, for where we might want to take it. You know, for the most part, it will be just be a, a bit of a casual chat, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably try to bring a few segments in there. You know, maybe the game development one, like I mentioned before, where we riff off an idea. Yep. Um, but uh, we also, while we were chatting earlier, came up with something that we thought could be kind of fun. If you want to, do you want to yep. explain it? So I had the idea of we'll randomly select a TV show that we've never seen, pick an episode in the middle of the of the ser- of a series, and just review, try to figure out all the stuff that that's happening in the episode, who the characters are, and just give our report as to what we think has has been happening in in the rest of the season, and then probably never watch an episode again. Probably, maybe it'll be really good, and we will want to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. But well, yeah, the idea would be to just com- go completely blind into the random e- in random episode of of something that's you know hopefully got a few seasons and so has a bit of history. I- I'm picturing something like the OC. I've never wanted to watch an episode before. Yeah, but... I have no idea. That's probably a good a good one to start with. So I've never seen an episode before. It looks like it something I Orange don't County. really want to watch. It might stand for. Obelisk carrot. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Either way, I, I believe there's a number of series of that, so that's probably not a bad one to go into. Yeah, it's probably good. All right. Well, we can't. We, we can't look up anything about it. We can't read the Wikipedia about it. We can't. You can't even watch the recap at the start. You just got to start. <laughs> no, if there's a previously on, we got to like skip through it. And you just got to. Is it go, on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. We'll look it up. Hope so. Yeah, because we don't condone. We don't condone piracy. Particularly not in this country, with our vast array of readily available cheap uh, media. Yes, that that thing that they call Foxtel and iTunes, and that's about it. Hmm. Well, at least we have Netflix now. Yes. Although but, you uh, know, the prime minister he does allow geo dodging, so you know. Does he? Has he come well, out? Well, he said he's, that? he came out and said that a little while ago. So as far as I'm concerned, Netflix, which I thoroughly endorse. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend. I don't know. I he's so on the side of corporations. I I feel like that's just lip service. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to endorse Netflix. In fact, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, we're we're. I, I haven't. I haven't used your. We're adverts because slots. I don't have enough. <laughs> I don't have enough time to watch television that I haven't got through all the Australian content on Netflix. But yes, feel free to <laughs> feel free to sponsor us, Getflix, because I'm I know you're listening. I'm pretty sure you monitor the first episode of every random podcast out there just to see if they mention your company. And just just so you know, you've got at least one subscriber listening to this podcast. Yeah. At least <laughs> at least at least half of the hosts of the po- this podcast use your service. <laughs> Half the listener base. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And half the listener base. So we've just got to sell it to the other half. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a 
100% increase in sales. You can't go past something like that. So yeah, that I think that'll be a fun segment. Yeah, that that'll definitely um, definitely be a a good segment. Um, yeah. We do plan to bring in you know some tech articles and a few things like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some a ideas, bit of but... you know cur- current events and, and interesting technology. Um, and try to be funnier. We'll try to be funnier. You know, I took an improv class once. That's pretty much my experience with anything like this. The difference is we can't look at each other and and you know try to repeat exactly what words they are saying. I remember that being one oh, of the... One I'm of outside the... your window right now. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah, we did have to do that in improv class. Uh, actually, I took an improv singing class as well. Well, that's kind of awesome. Um, and I went to more than one session of that one. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. I wish I'd done it. I wish I'd done more of it. Um, but yeah, we did the, the whole, uh, simultaneous speaking and simultaneous singing, in fact, um, as, as an exercise with that. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll probably bring some guests on at some point, friends. That's all we're going to have. Friends, family. Who else are we going to get? Friends and family. Um, Maybe our kids. Who knows? (laughs) That that could be a bit (laughs) awkward. They are still learning to talk. Yeah, it would be awkward, but. Uh, maybe not for a whole episode. Maybe a segment. Cute things. Silence with James. <laughs> Cute things my son says. Yeah. Oh god, Taz. Taz comes out with some some crazy stuff. Oh yeah, there's. It's just at this age where there's just there's learning. Uh, everything. I mean, they're learning everything, right? Like everything is new to mm-hmm. them. And they're learning how to say it, and they're learning how to talk about it, and how to just, you know, how to process things. I wish I had some funny examples. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure next time on Two Sweary Dads, funny next examples of what our kids say. <laughs> so I think maybe we'll wrap it up there. Have you got any anything else you want to talk about? No. Anything you want to plug? You got any geeks coming up? No, no. Eldritch Rights. It was a pretty good show. Oh, what, what, we, what we do have is we've got a live version coming out. <sighs> we've mixed and it's currently being mastered at the moment. Um, it well, actually sounds pretty once we get, awesome. Once we get a website, we'll put up links to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so our two listeners can actually... <laughs> can actually listen to it, given that we'll be the ones putting it up. That's no, no. Listen, listen. Once, once we got, you know, fifty episodes in the can, we'll have a listener base. We're gonna have new, new listeners coming in, coming back to the beginning. They're gonna hear this terrible, terrible episode and go. But they might. How the fuck did they actually get to fifty episodes? Okay. Here, here's my ideal, like this is pie in the sky, by episode 1000, <laughs> we have Kevin Smith as a yeah, guest. Yes, in 20 years, 20 years, okay. We have Kevin Smith as a guest. All right. Within, by episode 1000. By episode 1000. So it can, it can happen earlier. If you think we're going to get to episode 1000. Fuck no. But you are very pie optimistic. in the sky. You know, with the internet, everyone is accessible. That's it. We're all accessible. We're all connected. Sure. 
we'll reach out to him around episode 500 and hope that by episode 1000 <laughs> we're popular enough. And, well, I, re- I reckon on episode 100 time. we reach out. Sure. And then right. every 50 from then on we reach out. <laughs> <laughs> if our, our kids will interview him on their podcast. Yeah, most likely. All right, well, I think that's perhaps about it for our first episode. This went pretty well. Yeah, it was kind of boring, but that was, that's for people that aren't <laughs> us. So, yeah, th- thank you for, for sticking us. through to was, this part. It was good chatting with you, Joe. Yeah, it was. It's been a while since, I, since we've talked. Good chatting. A few weeks. Um, we need we a sign off. We need a sign off. I remember a little while ago we were talking about, you know, telling people to go and go ask your mum. So, I suppose oh, yeah. if you have any questions about this episode, go ask your mum. Go ask your mum. The boy jobs the burning